Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. This story from Evansville proves that there are times when it's better to just say, Not my circus, not my monkeys. Two men arguing Saturday night on North Bakey led to an arrest and someone going to the hospital after he was shot in the abdomen. But the dude that got shot was a neighbor who tried to break up the fight. Police say someone called 911 around 7 p.m. to report two carloads of people had pulled up in front of their house. And fearing for his life, the 911 caller went to the kitchen and armed himself with a knife. He quickly, though, realized he had brought a knife to a gunfight and dropped it when ordered to do so by the gun holder. Someone later identified as 30-year-old Christian Clay. The two began to fight, and when a neighbor jumped in and attempted to stop Clay from beating his neighbor, he was shot. Police later said the argument was over a washing machine. (laughs) That must be a heck of a washing machine, Clay. That must be the uh, super deluxe model. (laughs) Yeah. And if a guy's got a gun, there's really no need to fight, Cliff. The fight's pretty well over. (laughs) Well, welcome back, Cliff. It's my pleasure to be here. You say that like it's not your pleasure, though. (laughs) Did you have a good one? I had a a fun time. Uh, I decided that uh, I wanted to drive south with no real plan other than doing one thing, and that was kicking something off my bucket list and that was driving the overseas highway to key west and i did and spent the night and turned around and came back <laughs> so how was key west it, it, was, it was tropical uh there are chickens running loose as there are frequently i've learned in caribbean island destinations and uh, it should be noted that i got out of the American Southeast, just ahead of people going to the gas station and filling up plastic bags with regular unleaded. (laughs) Yeah, does this not feel like, Cliff, with all the mask wearing and the gas shortages? Yeah. I'm living through Mad Max times. That's that's (laughs) what's going on right now. (laughs) (laughs) Friday, it finally happened. The CDC announced fully vaccinated people don't have to wear masks anymore. Yes. Which is great news, Cliff. Great news. Oh, it is, huh? Oh, yes. But let's try not to mention that fact to the ugly folk. Let's just keep that <laughs> a little secret between us. Well, Cliff, I will say this. Last yeah. week, I just, I just, by Friday, I thought, I don't see how Cliff does this every single day. <laughs> what are you talking about? The news. What's wrong with, did you have trouble or what's the... I had a lot of trouble with the news. Seriously? It was horrible for me. Because I'm used oh. to, Cliff, at 10 o'clock, yeah. I'm not doing anything. I'm yeah. kind of checked out for the rest of the day. Yep. But the news always changes. And <laughs> so you have to keep looking for it. I want stuff to be the same. Just th- th- Then it wouldn't be news, now would it? Well, I guess it wouldn't be, but it made my <laughs> life a lot easier. I drove all the way to the most southern point in the U.S. And then basically turned around and came back. <laughs> you see, that's a little let down at the end there, Cliff. Well, I mean, it was we saw there was sightseeing on the way home. Don't get me wrong, it was it was a pleasurable drive. We, you know, we drove up the beach, 
In Florida, there's a highway called A1A, which basically runs the Atlantic side for like 200 miles, and we we drove that for a good while before getting back into the interstate mix. But um, there's lots of things to see there. We'd, for many animal lovers, the chance to volunteer and work with exotic animals would be an appealing proposition. Not only would you get a chance to learn from the experts and hang around the animals and befriend many of them, it's possible the folks that run the place would eventually let you provide what you've learned to park visitors. That's typically called a docent program. They have that at Mesker's. And at the Marine Aquarium in Norwalk, Connecticut, there may be more than, well, more under the surface than meets the eye. Because right now, aquarium officials are looking for volunteers who will indeed be explaining to guests about the lives of the animals they're interacting with. But they'll be doing that while diving in a tank where nine sharks are swimming. Officials explain that there will be several volunteer divers in the 110,000-gallon tank at a time swimming with the sharks. One of them will be equipped with a special mask with a microphone that allows them to give an underwater presentation. No word, though, on what happened to the last group of volunteer divers at the facility. <laughs> I was thinking that same thing, Cliff. <laughs> we don't we don't talk about the last group that was in here. Shh, shh. I was sitting here, Cliff, thinking about your last story. <laughs> yeah. If I yeah. could ever learn to swim yeah. and get inside that shark tank and aquarium mm. where there's sharks, and I'm the guy with the mic'd up mask... Yeah. And one of those sharks gets anywhere near me while I'm underwater. <laughs> yeah. Your children will hear words they've never heard before <laughs> in an excited voice. Yeah. <laughs> words they yeah. can repeat later on at the most inopportune time in your life. That yes. will be my promise, Cliff. And they all can say, <laughs> I heard it from the shark man <laughs> as his leg was being bitten. There better be a built-in beeper in that mask. There better be. Yes, it better be on a delay. I'm going to tell you that right now, Cliff. Because if I have a shark nudge my leg, there's going to be bad things said and seen in that aquarium. I'm going to tell you right now. Well, Cliff, as you well know, a lot of times when it comes to a story, on the surface, there's not much meat there. But if you dig down into it a little bit, you find something that's kind of interesting. Well, that's absolutely true, yeah. And I found this story this morning, Cliff. Okay. Now, we've all had friendships that have slowly yeah. faded away over time. Agreed. And a new survey is asking you know, people that question, and a lot of folks seem to want to light a little fire underneath that fading process. <laughs> yeah. Maybe adding a little accelerant along the way. <laughs> no, they're pouring gas. Yes, yes, they are. <laughs> 34% of people actively decide to end a friendship by inactively doing absolutely nothing and just hoping the other person eventually takes the hint. That's all wow. good and said. That's yeah, that's yeah. that's kind of sad, mm. but that's the way it happens. 30% of people man mm-hmm. up, sit down, talk to the other person, tell them what the issue is and they go away. Yeah. Okay. 9% do it over the phone. But yeah. here's where the extra digging comes in, Cliff. Okay. There are 7% who will do something else in quotation marks. And I'm just wondering. (laughs) What exactly is that? We need more details on this 7%. What else they will do? Something else. Yes, I will do something else to them. Here's some good news, Cliff. Okay. Researchers have found that 10 to 15 minutes of laughter 
can help you burn off the number of calories found in a medium-sized piece of chocolate. 10 to 15 minutes of laughter, Cliff. Okay. So I'm thinking if that's the case, I'm wondering if there's anyone listening this morning that would be interested in tickling me for the next few months so I can look good in my bathing suit come July 4th. (laughs) Well, I'm not going to lose any calories listening to this program, Cliff. I was going to say, there's, there's a lot of people who are listening today. Who are getting fat. Yes, yes, they are. <laughs> so if there's somebody, you know, that would, yeah. you know, volunteer, I can't pay anything, but if you'd volunteer just to tickle me, just until <laughs> the end of June. I'd How's say, that? June 30th. I'd, I'd say there's probably going to be more people volunteering to swim with the sharks. Well, there could be. <laughs> we, today's episode of People Will Steal Anything, Anytime and Anywhere, takes us to the country of France were some there reporting a rash of thefts, leaving many concerned for their livelihood. And no, it's not white surrender flags. Last year, French officials say there were 400 thefts of this one single item throughout the country. And even though we're not halfway through 2021, there's already been 600 reported thefts of beehives. The president of the French National Beekeeping Union Blames an international criminal ring of beehive thieves. And yes, they're full of bees at the time they're stolen. I'm trying to picture that, Cliff, what you're going to do with that when you have... Where do you put that? Like, you can't stick it in your car. No. I mean, you can't stick it in your car and take off. You'd almost want to tie that dude down on a flatbed. Cliff, we mentioned... About the bees, put them in your car. Yeah. I thought that was going to be funny, and it wasn't funny because one of our listeners says their dad puts beehives full of bees in his vehicle <laughs> by putting a sheet up between yeah. him and the bees, and he carries them from one place to the other. And I responded with, yeah. aren't you afraid that there will be one or two left behind? See what I did there, Cliff? Behind? Behind. Oh. <laughs> she didn't like that either, Cliff. So, you know, we went on to something else. And I want to say this, Cliff. Yeah. On your first day back after an extended vacation time you had. It was it was a week. Yeah. Okay. Well, it felt like four. <laughs> on your extended vacation, yeah. this is not the thing to start off whenever you come back in celebration of you being back, Cliff. What's that? What's not the thing? Hey, Weed, I'll make you a deal. You play me an Alan Jackson song, and I'll stay away from that. And then he said a bad word, Cliff. He said a bad word? He said a bad word right after that, and I had to cut him off. He's (laughs) wanting me to play an Alan Jackson song. Yeah. And on the other hand, saying a bad word. So, Cliff? Well... Are we yeah. going to have to, maybe, possibly? Play an Alan Jackson song? No. Oh. Ban someone? Well, perhaps Alan Jackson for a while? I mean, I'm sure Alan Jackson said some bad words. I mean, he's got the big, biggest pair of grumpy pants in the southeast. They were flying on a flag when we drove through his hometown, so. <laughs> <laughs> what do grumpy pants actually look like, Cliff? <laughs> They look angry. They, they were just angry. Just angry pants. Okay. Well, yeah. If I see somebody with angry pants on, yeah, I will know to stay away from them. Well, I look around Country 98.1, and I don't see anything here, so I'll ask you, Cliff. Did you see anything interesting on your vacation? 
As a matter of fact, I did. I saw uh, several things that were interesting. Anytime you you think about the Miami area, and of course we drove through the Miami area to get to Key West, particularly on the way north as we came back, you think about you know the uh, that show that was on in the '80s at Miami Vice, and they all drove fancy cars and wore fancy clothes, that kind of thing. Oh yeah. Yeah, so uh, a lot of Teslas on the highways down there. And I also saw a Lamborghini in person for the first time ever. What color? Uh, I believe it was red. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, while we were on the side streets in the Fort Lauderdale area, I spotted a Ferrari, turned left in front of me. And then probably the best thing that I saw back up on the interstate as we continued to head north, the traffic had slowed a bit. There was uh, an accident ahead, and so the left lane was closed. And you know how people drive in big cities where they get in a really big hurry and they get over in the left lane, and then they don't pay attention? Correct. And when the, tra- when the brakes all slam on, if you're not paying attention, you'll run into the back of the person in front of you. And then... The person behind you, not paying attention either, they'll run into the back of you. (laughs) So up on the uh, wrecker, ready to be towed from the scene, was a gold Ferrari. (laughs) That would be a disheartening day right there. (laughs) Proving it takes more than money to get the Florida out of a dude. (laughs) One of the reasons, Cliff, I don't own a Ferrari is for that right there. I would hate oh, to wreck it. Is that what it is? Huh? Yes. Well, it's one of several. Yeah, one of several. And I don't say huh? this very often about a car, Cliff. Yeah. But um, I saw a Tesla for the first time last week myself. Yeah. Oh, you did, huh? At a drive through Really? Okay. At McDonald's. At McDonald's. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I don't say this often about a car, but that thing... Yeah. Yeah. Had a good-looking behind. I'm just going to say, I was looking at that going, man, that's a good-looking car. Wait, wait, were you in the drive-thru behind that car? I was. <laughs> Getting your own McDonald's. Yes, I thought, how strange. The guy with cash is in here, and then the guy without any cash in the rest bucket right yeah. behind him. But, boy, the behind of that thing looks nice. I mean, it's. have you seen one of them up close like that? Well, yeah. Yeah, I have. What do you think? Are you liking it? It does have a, it has a nice behind. You're absolutely right. Most cars you don't say that about. It's just a standard looking, you know, behind. But yeah. a Tesla is like, wow, wow, this is supermodel good looking there. <laughs> Cliff, that um, message you sent me, that link that you sent me that I uh, yeah. clicked on, are you trying to prank me this morning to get me to say something <laughs> foolish here? No. This is legit. I mean, that's an, that's an official Facebook notification that I received. I just sent you the link to it. Archery dodgeball competition. You want me to believe that's happening? <laughs> I've seen that before. Yeah. When I worked in uh, Owensville for several years, the neighbor kids across the street yeah. tried a little archball dodgeball competition, and it didn't end real well. <laughs> it's like, so what it appears to be, and I have no reason. I mean, the, the folks with Downtown Princeton Incorporated posted. The event, it's Sunday, June 27th from 1 to 5, the Downtown Archery Dodgeball Competition. Now, I don't know how it works. I don't know the rules of the game, the equipment needed, and so forth. But my first thought was, how do you make the game of dodgeball worth or worse? (laughs) 
You put the ball on the end of an arrow. Exactly. That's, a, that's how you make it worse. I didn't think you could. Some surveys, Cliff, I know for a fact can't be yeah. possibly true. Okay. Like this one here. All right. The new survey says that bad breath is the most embarrassing thing that can happen on a first date. Bad breath. Bad breath? Yes. Okay. I'm telling you. Having your mom come along on the first date is the most embarrassing thing that can ever happen. <laughs> oh, it is. Huh? It was for me, Cliff. I'll tell you that. Say, it was scary. It sounds like you know this from personal experience. That's true. It happened. <laughs> it was the movie The Shining. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, I do. I had this date all yep. set up, ready mm-hmm. to go, and my mom was a huge Jack Nicholson fan, and she wanted to go too, and I said, well, we could go in separate vehicles, and she said, that's a waste of gas. <laughs> I'll drive you two to the show in no. Princeton. And so here I am, Cliff, on a first date with yeah. my mom behind the wheel and me sitting by myself in the back seat. Wait, wait, wait. You, your date didn't even sit in the back with you? She my, sat in the front? Mom would not allow us to sit together in the back seat. <laughs> you know, somehow I I think the reason your mom went along on this date had nothing to do with Jack Nicholson. <laughs> I think so, too. <laughs> and there wasn't, surprisingly, Cliff, a yeah. second date ever with that imagine lady. Imagine that. Yeah, who would have yeah, thought I can't that? imagine why. Uh-huh. <laughs> Is it possible... Cliff, that 6% of us don't know what a bear is. Is that possible? (laughs) 6% of whoever surveyed us don't know what a bear is. People in the United States don't know. Because that's the only way this survey makes sense. Because they asked 1,200 U.S. citizens if they think they could beat a bear in a fist fight. <laughs> no weapons, unarmed, and 6%, one out of 17, if I did the math right, think they could take down a grizzly bear just with their fight. bear arms. Yes. <laughs> what do they think? Like the bear's going to like follow rules of boxing? <laughs> I don't know what they're thinking. It's a bear. That's <laughs> right. A bear can't make a fist. He doesn't have to. He will slap you. That's exactly right. 8% of those surveyed said they could take down an elephant in a fist fight with no weapons. (laughs) I think an elephant... (laughs) I'm just like... I'm just getting this visual. Like if, If you came at an elephant, he would just stick his trunk out, you know, and like... Put the end of his nose on your forehead, like, and just hold you out there, and you're swinging. You can't come anywhere close. I don't. I don't know where you would even start on an elephant to try to harm him. That's right. How do you take down an elephant? Where do you in start? A fist fight? Yes. Where do you punch him at? What kind of ridiculous survey was that? Hey, eight percent of them thought they could take on a gorilla and beat it too. A gorilla, gorilla. Yeah. That's not going to happen either. No, it's not. And a vast majority, over 60%, said they yeah. could handle a goose. I'm telling you, a mad <laughs> goose is not a thing of beauty <laughs> by no means. I don't think I could whip a goose. Do you, Cliff? Uh, I, I, um, they're pretty fast, and 
they're bigger than once you get up on them, they're like, you're like, oh, this thing's bigger than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> and they have that pokey thing on their face. The beak. Yes. yes. They got that pokey and, thing. No. And generally that beak is right at crotch level. Any level. I don't want to be poked at. <laughs> it's time now after a week off for take it to the bank. Okay. Cliff. Yes. Tom Arnold. You know who I'm talking about, the uh, comedian and the actor Tom Arnold? Yeah, he was uh, married to Roseanne, was he not? That is correct. Okay. Tom Arnold has yeah. a sister that basically, at one point in time, was the yeah. real-life Walter White from Breaking Bad. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So he was the, Walter White was the character... Uh, who's a high school chemistry teacher who started to make meth. It was, the show was on, uh, what, like um, Netflix or something like that? Exactly. Yeah. So his sister made meth? At one point in time. <laughs> yeah. Her name is Lori Arnold. Okay. And when she was younger, she married a man that was yeah. the gang leader of a motorcycle gang. Okay. And they lived in Iowa, where Tom and his sister are from. Yeah. And she saw the meth game going on in the Midwest. <laughs> and she was so big into it, Cliff. Yeah. That they nicknamed her the Queen of Meth. Earning really? up to $200,000 a week doing this. Now, she was eventually arrested, and Tom Arnold... Spent yeah. a lot of his money, because he was famous mm -hmm. at that time, yeah. on a really good attorney. Instead of spending life in prison, she got 15 years. She did her time, cleaned her <laughs> act up, lives in Iowa now, and okay. is a forklift truck driver, making, <laughs> you know, in a matter of minutes, she used to make what she makes in a whole week now. But <laughs> they've started yeah. a show about yeah. her on Discovery Plus. It's called The Queen of Meth. What do you know? And they're trying to get a scripted show, Tom is, and a series about his sister, Lori. And all of that, Cliff, <laughs> you could take He probably to the wants bank. to make some of his money back. I bet he does, too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I bet he does. Cliff, was there anything said today? <laughs> yep. There was. Morning Roadshow phrases of a day start with number three. 10 to 15 minutes of laughter daily makes you lose weight, which, of course, means a lot of people listening today are getting fatter. Oh, yes. <laughs> Number two, they could handle a goose. Not that no, kind could. of goose. The yeah. actual bird goose. Yeah, that, yeah. And the number one morning roadshow phrase for today, the thing had a good-looking behind. It did. I'm telling you, Cliff. That's, uh... <laughs> never heard a car described in that manner before. I've never described a car like that before. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I'm a little ashamed that I... <laughs> described it now. If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.